Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five. We're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Lyford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game, leading up until 6 o'clock is the morning roast. We'll take you until 10. And, of course, you got Steiny Guru and Dibs and Damon Ratto and Kolsky. And there are a variety of things that every show can talk about today. What a wild weekend. What a wild weekend. Of course, we will get into the Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo discussion, which is going to take up a majority of the show today. And... 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. What did you think of Trey Lance and his one for five in the first three series preseason week two game that all of a sudden exploded going seven for eight uh, for 93 yards and two touchdowns on the next three series? What did you think of Trey Lance in that week two of the preseason? But wow, what a weekend. We had the Bay Bridge series where the Giants took two of three. I was at that game on Saturday. Uh, I, I was at that game, and I, I'm just going to say this about that. The rivalry, whatever you want to call it, the Bay Bridge series, it's a lot of fun to go to. People, whenever we're going to, whenever we see Giants and Dodgers games or um, the A's, really, I, I don't even know if they have that that true rival right now. Maybe, maybe the Astros are that team. But when you go to Giants and Dodger games, it gets hostile. Like people are only going there because they want blood. But instead, with the Giants and A's during the Bay Bridge series, it's way more of a friendly type of atmosphere. You know, the, the 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 little jabs that everyone is taking is kind of all in good fun. It was just a lot of fun at that series, but uh, the entire series was fun to watch. But that one on Saturday, that game on Saturday, it was long, it was drawn out, and then the Giants ended up getting the win late, and then they did the exact same thing the next day, except they didn't get any hits off Frankie Montas. Logan Webb kept them in the game, then a pinch hit home run by Donovan Solano gave them the lead. Very fun series overall. You had 
SummerSlam over the weekend. If you're a wrestling fan, Brock Lesnar made his return, which was the big reveal. And it seems like with every one of these events now, whether it's Edge or CM Punk, who was all, who also came back, uh, 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 Brock Lesnar, John Cena, all these guys, it feels like they're making their return. Miguel Cabrera getting his 500th home run, which he has been one of the most underrated hitters uh, in the past decade. There was just so much that happened. And oh yeah, my car got towed. (laughs) My car got towed uh, uh, this weekend. I got to go pick it up. I got here via jetpack because I have a jetpack that's just sitting in my closet and I've been waiting to use it in case I was in this situation. AKA it was actually just my girlfriend's car and uh, I don't I, I got to figure out everything after that. But hey, what a fun weekend. All right, let's get to it because Trey Lance was the talk yesterday. And whenever we're getting into whenever you're getting into sports radio and you know, you're looking at what what things to talk about, what are the headlines? Well, at the top is one Trey Lance. Third and four. Lance over the middle. It's caught for the San Francisco touchdown. Benjamin. And the Niners back in front. That was a fastball to a fast player. Former Charger Travis Benjamin. Right side of the screen on the crossing route. Great job of looking the safety off to the left. The ball perfectly delivered. The momentum carries Benjamin into the end zone. I mean, that was the one right there. That was the second drive uh, coming out of the second half. And that was the throw right there that looked like he had been in the league for five-plus years. It looked like a throw from a guy who had been out of his rookie contract already. Like, that was the type where you keep your eyes on the safety, you hold them off, and then you get the wide receiver open and you throw a strike right at the last second. It was every bit of the throw that everyone wants to see. But here's where I come down on preseason, and here's what I have a tough time trying to debate with myself as a, as a football fan to just debate with this Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance conversation. Again, 888-957-9570. We're already to get in the text rolling in. What did you think of Trey Lance in that second week? Because when it comes to preseason, and especially against teams like the Chargers, where you heard them on the broadcast with the head coach, Brandon Staley, who... He comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree. And if you know anything about Sean McVay with the Rams, it's it's that he doesn't play anybody in the preseason. And so it's hard to differentiate between a lot of times in preseason. It's hard to differentiate between when a quarterback is actually playing well or whether the defense is just getting worse because you're starting to put in those guys who are fringe guys, guys you might not even make the 53-man roster. Because, look, before that throw, before that happened in the second half, I mean, prior to that and really prior going into the first half, prior to that final drive heading into the first half where they went 75 yards downfield in 45 seconds, but prior to that, it was not pretty. And 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 with Garoppolo, with the first possession coming out of the game, the first drive, look, this is what has me skeptical about Garoppolo being the guy to win you games and then subsequently take you to the Super Bowl after that. Like, th- that's the reason why I've been skeptical about it. It's because 
The drive went 15 plays for 50 yards. And what was that recipe for success that the 49ers had? Look, if they were dominating ball games, how they did it was they took a lot of time off the clock when they were on offense, moving slow and precise. And look, I'm not going to take anything away from that drive. It was a good run running and throwing a football. It was a it was a good mix. And then it ends up in that interception on the Chargers 34. It took 15 plays, 15 plays for the 49ers from their own 16 to get to the opposition's 34-yard line. And then the ball was tipped by Ayuk and intercepted by Asante Samuel Jr. And I'm telling you, the Chargers got something with that guy. But before we get to that throw by Jimmy Garoppolo to end that drive, that's just what we saw except... For the most part, those drives would end in, touch- in touchdowns. Those drives would end in scores. And when I see an interception like that, it feels like that that's going to be commonplace, possibly, for Jimmy Garoppolo in the regular season. Like, that happens a lot. And that throw that he had to Ayuk, you know, there's always that conversation. Do you want to blame Jimmy Garoppolo for the throw? Do you want to blame the receiver for not making the catch? Well, and and it depends on what kind of opinion you have, because you could be on two sides of the coin with that one. You could be on the, oh, well, if it hits you in the hands, you got to bring it down. You got to catch that ball or the quarterback has got to make a better throw with that one. And me personally, in that pass, with that pass at the end with the interception, I felt like Garoppolo needed to make a better throw. You know, Ayuk is running full speed. It's so hard to go full extension to try and reach back and and damn near look like you're trying to catch a fade in the corner of the end zone when you're trying to run a crossing route. But I thought that that throw needed to be way more down. It was, um, you know, it was a it was a perfectly drawn up play. You know, there was nothing wrong with it. If he would have gotten that throw down, then it would have been a first down. And you know what? The 49ers probably would have got a touchdown out of it, and we would be looking at this whole situation completely different. But instead, it gets intercepted, and that's how Jimmy Garoppolo's night ends, just on the interception. And before we get to Trey Lance and everything that he did, again, 888-957-9570, that's the text line and the phone number. If Garoppolo does start week one, that's what you're going to be seeing a lot of. You know, the short, intermediate throws. You're going to be running the football a lot. They were uh, running with uh, Jamichael Hasty in that first drive uh, for the most part before they gave a majority of the carries uh, to Wayne Gallman. They kind of split between the two there. But that's what you're going to be seeing a lot of. These short, intermediate throws, not long gains, just trying to move the ball downfield and try to keep the defense fresh, give them a lot of time, and that's what it would end up in, possibly, is an interception. Like That's your worst nightmare type of drive if you're a 49er fan, and that's what I think... Whenever there are some who say, you know, Garoppolo shouldn't be the starter, he shouldn't be coming in... I think that's what a lot of 49er fans envision when they envision Jimmy Garoppolo's play. Like, he can make some of those quick passes, and, you know, it takes... I'm not going to take anything away from a professional quarterback. Like, it takes skill to do that. It does. But then you get a guy like Trey Lance coming in. Now, granted, the first three series that he came in, subsequent to Jimmy Garoppolo, did not look good. I mean, he had a 0.0 passer rating. (laughs) It's like, it's just about as bad as you could possibly get. But 
overall, with those plays that you saw in the second half from Trey, man, everyone was going crazy on Twitter saying that you don't see Jimmy G making those throws. And it's really hard to argue against that because there are a couple of them. There was one in the second half. It was like a second and 13 to Richie James Jr. And it was just a designed rollout to the left where they he you know they had the play action, faked, it, faked the handoff to the running back, rolled out to his left, had Richie James wide open, uh, who was in the corner, running to the sideline. Easy dime. And that ended up being... One of the better throws, in my opinion, that he made simply because he put some touch on it. That's what I saw from Trey Lance in those first three series. Man, he was just slinging the football. I don't know if that was just nerves. I don't know if that was just getting excited. I don't know what that was. But he did not <laughs> He did not try and split the difference between making those passes that are have some touch while also making those passes that are just straight bullets. And he had a couple of those, but then in the second half, that's when things started to heat up, and that's what we'll get to next. 888-957-9570. That is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. From the 707, I don't think Jimmy is making two of Trey's nicest throws. The absolute dime of a floater outside the number and the tightrope bullet for a TD to Benjamin. And the amount of heat to get past the underneath DB was impressive, too. From the 574, prior to this weekend, I thought it was Jimmy Garoppolo's job without a doubt. But I think Jimmy may have just lost his job this weekend. And also from the 574, if Trey Lance can work on the versatility of his throws, he's going to be unstoppable. Look, he has all the tools, all the traits that you'd want in your starting quarterback, especially in today's uh, in today's day and age in football. A guy who can break out of the pocket, you know, if he's getting pressured, maybe escape it and try and run out of bounds and get you a first down. Jimmy did have that nice run in the first half. I'm not going to lie, when he made that run, you know, when he dropped back to pass, he was just under center, and he dropped back. The pressure was getting to him, and then he ran right through the line of scrimmage and, and made it through a first down. I was like, ooh, ooh, that was a nice play from Jimmy. But then you see plays like on that two-point conversion that ended up getting called back where Trey was just slicing, his, slicing and dicing his way through the line of scrimmage and managed to bounce outside and get in for a two-pointer. I mean, look... There's a lot to be excited about with this guy, and we'll get to more of that next. 888-957-9570, plus Kyle Shanahan. He spoke about the quarterback battle, and of course, Kyle Shanahan answered the question in only the way that Kyle Shanahan can. We'll get to that next. Steven Lakeford did on the pregame show, 95. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Over the game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Before we get to what Kyle Shanahan had to say regarding Trey Lance. In that game, he spoke about a variety of things and then, of course, was asked if he could name a starter in week one. I'll play his response after we get to Duriel in San Jose, who wants to weigh in on Garoppolo versus Lance. What's going on, Duriel? Nice! Whoa! Guy! <laughs> What's up? Deal right here. James Garoppolo. I'm calling you James from now on because... You need to earn that nickname and everything. You guys act like you won the Super Bowl after every play. You act like you lost after every bad play. That's not how the 49ers do it. That's not how Joe Montana and Jerry Rice used to do it. They used to score the touchdown, run back to the sideline as fast as they could, and figure out how to score another touchdown. And little kids used to chant 49ers on the way home on Friday after school, all the way home, because we knew they were going to go out there and dominate. That's why all the teams hate us. And if Steve Young didn't go out there and win that Super Bowl against the Chargers, he would have got ran out of town. He wouldn't have been welcomed back, James. That's what you need to understand. He would have four Super Bowls if it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is not a game of Madden. If it was a game of Madden, you would not be on the team, James Garoppolo. Trey Lance would be starting. So, you know, Trey Lance, you need to go out there and beat the Raiders. You need to work on that. Work on one thing at a time. You're going to get your chance to get the Raiders. We're not the Oakland Raiders. We're a class organization. We're going we're gonna to give James Garoppolo a fair chance to go out there and redeem himself. And you better keep on winning games. Don't lose two in a row. And stop depending on the running game. Stop relying on the, on the running backs, on the, uh, on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Stop relying on the defense to mm-hmm. bail you out and everything. Go out there and be the reason why we win. And let the game be easier for them. Make your teammates better. Make everybody look better. Get them the Pro Bowls. Get them thousand yard seasons. Stop just throwing the ball to George Kittle all the time. We got all this talent. You should have won that Super Bowl, Jimmy G. You need to play like Joe Montana and go and ask him how to win the Super Bowl. And you need to study what Tom Brady did and do it every single game. All right, Dur- all right, Dariel. All right, Dariel. He's a smaller segment here. All right. 
Appreciate you calling in, though. Please call back again. 888 That's the text line and the phone number. If you uh, want to be heated like Duriel at 520 in the morning, like he normally is, I always appreciate uh, the passion and the energy. Uh, but I do think that sifting through all that, there is something with what he said there. And no, not the, you know, saying go out there and beat the Oakland Raiders. I'm talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. I do think that Shanahan's in an interesting spot. I thought Garoppolo was going to play more yesterday. I thought they were going to put him out there for maybe three drives, maybe through the fir- through the first quarter. I thought they were at least going to have him trot back out there, but instead, just throwing him out there for one possession, maybe they just don't want to risk injury, which is totally understandable. I get that. If you if you you know want to keep him on the sideline for as long as possible, and you know that he's going to be the starter week one, and you don't want him to get injured like some of these other guys are getting injured in the preseason, and seen those suck, by the way. You ever, you, you've seen that with um, Carl Lawson is the latest one from the Jets, even though he didn't do it in preseason, he did it during the week, but uh, AJ McCarron, he got hurt. You're seeing a bunch of guys get hurt. It's very, really frustrating. But I, I, I don't know. Personally, the difference, and we always go back to 2019, and then we never talk about 2020. But the dude suffered two high ankle sprains in a single season. How many quarterbacks have suffered two high ankle sprains and then they come back the next year? Oh, yeah, you already hurt your ACL, by the way. Then they come back next year and they look like the same quarterback. I I need to see a little more out of Jimmy Garoppolo in, in week three. Like, I know what Trey Lance can give you, especially against these teams that are running out their third and fourth stringers, guys who are trying to make the 53 man roster. But with Garoppolo, I was surprised he didn't get as much playing time uh, as he did. But look, uh, I, I think, and, and and you're going to see a heavy dose of Nathan Peterman, by the way, because Nathan Peterman is apparently the only quarterback on the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> it's like he's getting the entirety of the workload. Uh, but I, I do think that with Trey Lance and what he showed yesterday, look, I know the first three drives were incredibly ugly. He only went one for five. He had that interception, and then, you know, it was a 0.0 passer rating. You can't really get it uh, much worse than that. But then coming back in the second half, completing seven of his eight throws for 93 yards and the two touchdowns. Look, that drive toward the end of the first half, shout out the shout out to the defense for just giving him a chance, by the way. The defense was looking great. Easton Stick. From North Dakota State, look, this dude could, uh, he's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but as a backup quarterback, I kind of like the way they have it set up with Justin Herbert, your QB1, and Easton Stick, your QB2, because just in case Herbert goes down, then you're bringing in a guy in Easton Stick who has a completely different skill set in that and being a running type of quarterback who's going to try and evade pressure and then run for the first down that any chance he gets. I actually thought he looked really good yesterday. He was 10 of 14 with 85 yards and he had a couple of nice throws he dropped a couple of dimes but I thought the defensive line was doing so well to collapse the pocket and get him out of there and you know whether it it wasn't just one guy 
It was everybody. Kentavious Street was getting involved. He had a couple of tackles for loss. Samson Ebukam was looking great, the newly acquired 49er. Uh, I thought they had a lot of nice pieces yesterday. Arden Key, he was continuing to get pressure, even though he's not going to finish off with a sack like that because that's what Arden Key does, and that's what he's known for. Uh, Zach Kerr was getting involved yesterday. I thought HaHa Clinton Dix looked okay. There were a, there was a lot to like about what the defense did, but they gave him a chance toward the end of the first half to get a score, and with 45 seconds left, I'm not going to play the touchdown call for you because it's not the touchdown to me that was the most impressive throw. It was this throw to Sherfield where he stepped up in the pocket and made a strike to to the right side, right outside the uh, right outside the numbers. First and ten, Lance taking a shot wide open. First down and more. Sherfield close to the 10. Lance, what a perfect pass. He got loose last week against the Chiefs for an 80-yard bomb. This is just a perfect throw in the void of the secondary. I mean, it was just a it, it was just a dime, really. It was a perfect throw. It was right in between two defenders. Only a place uh, that the uh, the receiver could catch it and the DBs could get nowhere near it. It's those little types of throws. It's the variety, and everyone is talking about how he doesn't have enough touch on his passes. And you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong, especially in those first three series. Those first three series, he was putting way too much zip on the ball. It reminds me back. in in junior high school when we'd be playing flag football you know on the on the on the playground and well not play well not flag football it'd be it'd be two hand touch until the you know the yard duty turned around then you made a tackle until they walked up until you can't play tackle football anymore but there was one guy and I'm going to I'm not going to name any names here I'm not going to call them out at 5:27 in the morning but there was one guy who would play quarterback and when he when and this was in middle school by the way and when they were four or five yards away, the receiver, he would just rifle it. And I'm pretty sure he broke someone's finger doing that. You know who you are. But he had no touch. And I'm not saying Trey Lance is, is, is like that to that extent, but there were a couple of throws where it's just like, take something off of it. And that's the type of thing that you can learn. And that's what I saw in the second half when he made that pass over to Richie James when he's rolling out to his left, and then he just floated it over to James. Didn't need to put much zip on it. Didn't need to try and rifle it in there like he's Patrick Mahomes. No. He just made a nice throw on the run right into Richie James's hands, so much that Richie James could catch the football. He hasn't really been doing too well as of late. He's been having a lot of drops whenever it's right in his bread basket. So, look, I thought he showed so much. And for me... The talent is just there, and it's not just if, but when he'll be the starter. And and that's where Kyle Shanahan continues to go back and forth, because wouldn't you think that in week by the time week one is coming around, the fact that we're going up to the last week of preseason against the Las Vegas Raiders, don't you think Shanahan would want to be as confident as to say, Oh, Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy and saying, you know, Andy Dalton is going to be the quarterback one going into week one. Don't you think Shanahan would respond the same way if Garoppolo was the de facto starter? No, I'm not making that announcement. Let's try though. <laughs> Whenever I feel like it. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> so it's like, why don't you just do it? It, this whole thing is a band-aid. This entire situation is one gigantic band-aid. And you need to just rip it off. 
Let us know who you're starting week one so we can stop having this damn conversation. And from the 925, Lance looked amazing yesterday against the Rams' third, fourth, fifth string walk-on defenders trying to make the teams. Come on, Steven. And I get that. I get that. But there are certain throws, certain plays that happen. Now, granted, that one toward the end of the first half where Mohamed Sanu was wide open, I don't know if the Chargers have the starting defensive backs in there, starting linebackers, that he's as wide open as that. Because he could just step back, two-step drop, boom, get it right into Mohamed Sanu's hands while he's wide open, no one even touching him. But I think that it's very hard in preseason to differentiate between whether the quarterback was good or the competition just stunk. Albert Breer put it on there of the morning Monday morning quarterback. He put it out, he put it out there perfectly. He just said, "Now here comes the question. Was Trey Lance good or was the competition getting worse?" And you'd probably choose the latter. But there are still just some of those certain plays that he was making out there. I don't care what kind of defenses are there, but you know that Garoppolo ain't making those plays. You know that. And everyone who's saying he gives them the best chance to win, I understand that. Okay, you're going to start him in week one. And then what, eventually you're just going to work Trey Lance into the into the starting quarterback role once you're tired of Jimmy Garoppolo? Again, it's just right now it's a matter of if, not when, when I hear that from Shanahan. It, it, he doesn't say it with that much conviction. But look, overall... I thought they looked okay, both quarterbacks. I mean, at least Garoppolo looked okay. But how am I supposed to judge him based off of one drive in a preseason game uh, going up against second stringers? He did exactly what I'd expect Garoppolo to do, which is run a drive that is full of... When you, that run a drive that gets you to multiple digits in the plays, gets you to double-digit plays. It was a 15-play drive all the way from their own 16 and barely even made it to the opposition's 34-yard line. Like, I expect it to be a kind of surgical, small, intermediate passes from Garoppolo. That's what I'd expect. But with Lance, he brings this, this whole other element. It is so hard to just sit there and know that he is waiting in his helmet, in his pads, just waiting for his chance to be the starting quarterback, and you wouldn't give the give the job to him. I understand where everyone's coming from with the whole rookie quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls, rookie quarterbacks don't do this, rookie quarterbacks don't do that. Well, really, if Jimmy Garoppolo is in, then and you're telling me it's like a Super Bowl roster and they're a roster that can make it to the Super Bowl? Well, if Jimmy Garoppolo is your starting quarterback, then I don't necessarily buy that. I just don't. And no, we're not seeing him with the same running backs. We're not seeing him with Raheem Mostert as the starter. By the way, we're not talking nearly enough about Raheem Mostert and the impact that he has to have on the season in order for the Niners to be successful. A lot of their game, a lot of their game is predicated on getting it going with the run. And then once you establish the run, then you use play action. Then it trickles down. Then you can let Garoppolo stand in the pocket and then make him slice and dice the defense and have them completely guess and not knowing which way you're going to go. I do think that Raheem Mostert's going to be incredibly uh, 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 incredibly important going into this season, and we're not talking nearly enough about him. But, man, Garoppolo just doesn't excite me. Like That's, where it come, that's what it comes down to. That, that opening drive that we saw, seen it. Seen it all the time. Where it goes 15 plays, and then you end with a tipped interception because a ball wasn't thrown as accurately as the short and intermediate passes uh, were thrown earlier on in the drive. Seen that a ton. 
But with Trey Lance, he just brings you that whole new element. It's hard not to get excited, especially with what he did yesterday. All right, 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. From the 574, nice guy. Do you think Kyle Shanahan isn't announcing a starting quarterback because he intends to use both quarterbacks very frequently or for different play calls? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that, that could be it. But why? Why wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want to keep opposition the opposition on their toes by saying, "Yeah, Garoppolo is going to be our Week One starter." Oh wait, now we're putting Trey Lance in some packages too. The defense wasn't ready for that. You know, maybe there's some of that. You can go back and forth with all of it. I just think he doesn't want to announce the starter because, really, I think Trey Lance is starting to sway him on the sideline. And maybe he likes him a little more than he likes Garoppolo. Because, if you remember, the reason that the Kirk Cousins talk was so high is because that's what that's who Kyle Shanahan wanted. And John Lynch said, no, give this Jimmy G guy a shot. Kyle Shanahan did, and now they chose a quarterback with the third overall pick who you gave up assets for, and he's seeing him perform the way he did from that last drive going into the first half all the way till he was out to the second half. When he saw those plays, he's like, ooh, oh no, I might have to think about this. I don't, I don't know if Garoppolo's straight up the week one starter. I think there are, there is some back and forth going on with him. I really think that. 888-957-9570, that's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. We'll get to some of the bad parts of Trey Lance's game. And another thing that stood out to me in this one in preseason week two as we're heading to week three as the Raiders and the Las Vegas uh, as the Las Vegas Raiders and the Niners are gonna take on uh, each other back in the Bay Area. We'll get to all of that next. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the text line and the phone number. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, ninety five seven the game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Start your morning off with a little Chromio. Hope everyone's having a fantastic morning here on this Monday. And we had a wild weekend within Bay Area sports as the Giants took two of three from the A's in the Bay Bridge series. And uh, that game yesterday... Bringing in Donovan Solano for the pinch hit home run. I couldn't believe that because of what happened on Saturday. And as I'm watching on Saturday, I was there at the game. And I was just saying that the Giants don't even deserve to win this. <laughs> by the time by the time the seventh inning rolled around and you know we were getting into the eighth and ninth and we knew that uh, Lou Trevino was eventually going to be making his way to the mound. I, I'm, I'm sitting there going... The Giants have made so many mistakes. They don't deserve to win this game. Then that ended up happening when Lamont Wade hit that home run in the top of the ninth. And then following it up the next the next day with Donovan Solano hitting that pinch hit homer in the eighth. You didn't think during that time that the Giants had any business in winning that game either just because of the way that they had hit against Frankie Montas. And you know what? I give Frankie Montas the credit. Actually, he was pitching incredibly well. And, you know, it's it's hard to imagine a lineup that's going to be getting as many hits as the Giants did that day, uh, at least getting as many, uh, at least getting runs off Frankie Montas, uh, the way that he was pitching, because we have seen him uh, seen him be dominant at times. And then, you know, the, the bullpen ends up coming in and we know what happens. So uh, very overall wild weekend. 
I mean, that, that Bay Bridge series was great. And just before we get to Trey Lance and just his comments after the game, talking about a variety of things, the touches on his throws, that second, uh, that drive going into the first half, uh, plenty of other stuff. Kyle Shanahan coaching him up. We got a ton of sound for you. But that Bay Bridge series is fun. You know, when when these two teams are good and it feels very rare when the two teams are good at the same time. I mean, we always go back uh, to basketball. It felt like it had been forever since the Warriors and the Lakers had actually been good at the same time because in one turn it was the Lakers who were just destroying the Warriors at every in every single game. Then you flip the coin, then the Warriors are starting to beat the crap out of the Lakers. Then, these last couple of seasons since the Lakers got LeBron, it's been very competitive on both ways, and you had that one season where they were all completely hurt. Uh, so, you know, you're just thinking, well, the Lakers are going to be the winners of this one. But with the A's and Giants, it's just fun when they're both good. You know? And it makes for some very compelling uh, for some very compelling baseball. And I thought, you know, closing out that series... It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun uh, being at the Coliseum with all the A's and the Giants fans uh, reacting the way that they were reacting. And now the Giants are the first team this year to get to 80 wins, which I didn't think that would be possible even before September. But here we are. Didn't even think they'd get to 80 wins toward the end of the season. Uh, but let's get back to Trey Lance and what happened yesterday in that game on the Sunday and triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero at the text line or the phone number if you want to weigh in, want to know what you thought of Trey Lance's debut because one thing that's becoming more and more clear it's that you know Zach Wilson with the Jets he's going to be starting. He looks good. He looked pretty poised in the in the pocket as the Jets quarterback. Like he was you know making some nice throws, man. He, he, he but. I'm seeing him, I'm seeing uh, Mac Jones, all very precise quarterbacks. They all look very good. Trevor Lawrence the same way, but with uh, you know guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, you just see there's a different level to their game when they have that element of being the speedy type of quarterbacks with huge arms. I mean, it can make such a big difference. And what I saw from Trey Lance yesterday was... A lot of talent. <laughs> a lot of talent. Very raw, but a lot of talent. Should he start week one? I don't know. <laughs> at, at this point, I think he should because I just think he's ultimately the more talented quarterback than Garoppolo. And, you know, eventually, it, I don't know if Niner fans are going to get to the point where they're at with Bears fans where Andy Dalton gets out onto the field and they start chanting. Trey Lance's name, kind of like they were with the Bears, where they start chanting Justin Fields' name, and then Andy Dalton goes up and puts down a uh, puts out a touchdown drive. But Garoppolo, the fact that he's not getting as much run this preseason, to me, that does show that Kyle Shanahan has it in his mind that he's going to be starting him Week One. But with each of these games, especially with that drive toward the end of the first half and then uh, opening up the second half, not on the first possession, but on the second possession with that touchdown drive where they just went downfield uh, with Wayne Gallman and Trey Lance using his legs as well. But look, I think that ultimately you have a more talented quarterback that's waiting. And it's not a matter of if, 
but just a matter of when. 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. But speaking of that two-minute drill, just listen to the way Trey Lance talked about this, the drive heading into the first half. Score a touchdown. I think that's kind of the, the conversation we have. You know, get a drive going and, and score and end it the right way. I think that's kind of the, the conversation we have before every drive, talking through, you know, what we like, what we don't like, what we're seeing. Just make sure, you know, all the quarterbacks and him um, and Coach Shanahan are on the same page with everything. So I don't remember exactly, you know, specifically what it was, but I'm sure it was along those lines. And that touchdown, six plays, 75 yards downfield with 45 seconds left. And this was the first situation where we'd seen this, where the Chargers just kicked the field goal and the 49ers barely have any time left. They have under a minute left. I don't see, in a lot of cases, Jimmy Garoppolo, especially with this second team that he was rolling out, going out there with, I don't see Garoppolo making that sort of drive with those sort of plays... <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Seven times out of ten. He might get three out of ten in those situations. 45 seconds where you got to drive damn near the length of the field when you're at your own 25-yard line. Haven't seen it that much from Garoppolo. A lot of times there'd be errant throws, and you just go into the first half, and you're wondering, you know, should Kyle Shanahan have kicked the field goal, or should he have punted, or whatever. It's always that kind of conversation heading into the first half. But that drive, you just don't see it all that much and the play and this connection that Trey Lance seems to have with a guy in Trent Sherfield I don't know who your slot receiver is going to be we know Ayuk is going to be your number one and Debo Samuel is going to be your number two but when it comes to the third receiver that's still up in question and Trey Lance has shown to have a better connection with those guys who could be in the slot now it's still Still working on it with uh, with Brandon Ayuk because we've had a couple of plays already where we've seen some tip passes. They need to get used to each other. That connection needs to get stronger. And we know that Debo Samuel really is Garoppolo's favorite receiver because he's going to get you those yards after the catch. If you get him some open field and you get him on that quick slant, man, Debo is going to get you some yards. But I overall think that with Trey Lance in those, that play, that drive – you can tell the type of quarterback that he is eventually going to be. If you're too scared to rush him, then fine. But that talent that's there, those throws that he was making, and to cap that one off with that throw to Mohamed Sanu, and then the next touchdown that he'd throw would be the one to Travis Benjamin, both uh, in the red zone. Just a very impressive showing. It was very impressive. That's that's what I can put on it. That's the label I could put on it. Was impressive. I thought he looked great. But triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. But here's what Trey Lance had to say about that first series, the first three of the game, where he only went one for five and had a zero point zero passer rating. Here's what Trey Lance had to say about it. The first two, honestly, for me confidence-wise and just mentally, I thought went a lot better probably than they looked with the, the one throw to Debo, just missing a little bit behind him. And then the tip ball that I threw to Mo coming inside, the same thing. I uh, I knew I missed a similar throw in, in cut to Debo, missed a little bit behind him, so I wanted to make sure I, I put it in front of him. Uh, and if I, I, I throw Mo a better ball, he probably scores on that play uh, on his birthday. So I was uh, frustrated for sure, but at the same time, uh, I learned so much, I think, from each of those drives that it was easy to just turn the page. Uh, 
think I was just as confident from you know that point on as, as I went throughout the game. And that's where, for me, the upside comes into it as well. I love upside. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a big list guy when it comes to the radio. Love lists. You give me a top ten of anything, I'm down. I mean, remember that last year Last year in the bye week, if you were still tuned into this show, probably made you tune out of it, but I did like my boneheaded power rankings. Love lists, and I also love the word upside. Upside is huge. I'm, a bi- I'm, I'm big on upside, all right? And with what Trey Lance has shown and the fact that he can learn from these simple plays that he missed— Now, granted, you are going into the regular season. You don't necessarily have time to get a quarterback just to learn on the fly. But what I'm convinced of is we've seen Garoppolo and his ceiling. We've seen the best of what he can bring. But with Lance, we still have yet to see a complete game. And not only that, but it's behind the first stringers. And that's where, for me, the other thing that stuck out. I went into this break, I went into this segment with a tease in the previous break saying there's one other thing to me in this game that stood out, and that is how important it's going to be for everybody on the offensive line to stay healthy. You need Trent Williams at left tackle. You need Mike McGlinchey at right tackle to stay healthy. I know uh, uh, some people are down on McGlinchey's play, but after all, Who would you rather have in the backup spot? You know, then at right guard, the position's not solidified yet. They went out there with Daniel Brunskill. You're going to have Alex Mack at center and then Lakin Tomlinson at the left guard position. And then you're going to have Trent Williams at left tackle. But you need those guys to stay healthy because there really isn't much depth to speak of when it comes to uh, the offensive line. There's some depth there at wide receiver. I mean, you got some old guys in, I guess they're old, but Travis Benjamin and Mohamed Sanu, some savvy veterans. You got Trent Sherfield, who has newly emerged as, who appears to be one of Trey Lance's favorite targets, if not his favorite target so far. Then you got Ayuk, then you got Sam, you got depth at wide receiver. Then you go to the offensive line, not much there. Running back? You got some, but you know we haven't even seen Raheem Mostert play. We haven't even talked about Raheem Mostert at all. But I think that the depth at the offensive line is an issue. So if some, if one of those guys get hurt, gets hurt, you could be in trouble because that could be the difference. Where on some of these plays, you're seeing Garoppolo and Lance both just not even get to the point, and this is just so debilitating as a fan, but get to the point where they don't even have a chance to break out of the pocket, where they don't even have a chance because the offensive line just let the defense run right through them. That, that's the most frustrating thing. So there is uh, not much depth there. And it's the same with the cornerback spot, too. Look, I think this can be a very good team. I really do. But it's just, it's just so hard watching that, watching that on the field, and just knowing the type of talent that Trey Lance had, Trey Lance has, and the amount of upside to where you don't want to put, you want to see him behind those first stringers. You want to see him out there with the first team. You want to see him with the threat of Raheem Mostert, and you have that dual threat quarterback. You have. The possibility of the running back just going for a straight outside zone run, which they love to go with, or 
The play action where Trey Lance can throw it deep 80 yards. Just the um, what he can bring. It's just so different to to Jimmy Garoppolo. And he could be, you know, a capable starter anywhere else. Anywhere else where they don't have a quarterback with as much talent as Trey Lance. So if you're wondering on your radio, which side are you on? I've come to terms with the fact that Garoppolo probably is going to start week one. Although I disagree with the decision. Like that's where I'm at with it and and that's where I continue to be at with it because I'll play this again Kyle Shanahan when he was asked whether he would name a week one starter just yet no we're not making that announcement let's try though (laughs) whenever I feel like it (laughs) not tonight I respect it you know I respect it because Shanahan you know whenever he was talking about CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins because that was really the quarterback battle that we had to talk about on sports radio for a while. When he would talk about that, he'd have these long, drawn-out answers and really wouldn't give, give anything toward the end. You know, it was just uh, it was just you're going on a you're going on an entire journey, and you think you're going to get to a destination, and then it turns out you're just going into a void of nothing. Like <laughs> that's what Kyle Shanahan used to do, and you know those long drawn out answers would be very respectful for the media. But now, whenever he's asked, "Hey, who's going to be your week one starter?" He's just like, "Nah, no, we're not making that announcement. Let's try though. <laughs> whenever I feel like it. <laughs> not tonight. He sounds like." <laughs> He sounds like if you are with a girlfriend and you're traveling to see their family or going to meet their family for the first time and you've been dating for a while, it's like the family is trying to grill the guy on, oh, you're going to engage to her yet? You're going to get engaged to her? What do you think? No, we're not making that announcement. Let's try though. (laughs) Whenever I feel like it. (laughs) Not tonight. (laughs) Then the family hates you. What? You guys went to Paris. What do you mean you didn't propose? Did you propose? No, we're not making that announcement. Let's try though. <laughs> Whenever I feel like it. <laughs> not tonight. So one thing with Trey Lance as well that everyone is talking about, and the only the, the real knock on him is just he's young, he's raw, but also he needs to learn to get touch on his passes. And if you just watched the first quarter and a half of the game totally understand that because both him and Jimmy Garoppolo seem to have issues with it but here's what Trey Lance had to say about dialing it back on those throws where he could use a softer touch I'm definitely not throwing the ball as hard as I can every throw for me it's just my mindset's just throwing catchable passes and I know the receivers appreciate it and their their hands and fingers do as well the one to Debo the one to uh, uh, Mo those are both on me for sure I mean if I put in a spot where they can't drop it then it makes it a lot easier on them makes it a easier on me and and obviously they can catch and run so that's what we're gonna have to look for in week three right that's we're gonna have to look for against the las vegas raiders a las vegas raiders team where you don't know who they're going to be trotting out there i don't know if they're going to be using a lot of their starters who really are a ton of veterans within that front seven and within that secondary you got a guy in uh, Nate Hobbs, who looks really good. But other than that, they're using a bunch of players who are fringe players. And so um, I think that's the number one thing to look out for with Trey in the next next game is 
not just whether Kyle Shanahan runs any quarterback uh, run design plays, not whether you know he can throw the deep ball, not whether he can throw on the run. We have seen all of that. We see we we saw that in Week One with that first throw that he made uh, in the second drive, and then we saw that also in Week Two with the variety that he showed, especially getting it done in the red zone. That's huge with the lack of red zone scores from the 49ers. They haven't been a very good team from the red zone lately with Garoppolo. Trey Lance at least showed with those two touchdowns that he has the capability of getting it done, be it with third, fourth, and fifth string wide receivers. But the thing we're going to be paying attention to the most is the touch. Whether he can make those soft throws, those short intermediate passes that Kyle Shanahan likes to run. From the 574, what is that laugh? It's like a little kid's laugh or something. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, let me just, anytime I laugh at something, let me just uh, <clears throat> make sure to really, from the from the feet here, you don't want to do it from the head, you don't want to do it from the feet. <laughs> That's funny. You like that, 574? You happy now? From the 510, from Zuchi Main, Oakland A, steel bases and giant steel games. That's 2021 Bay Area baseball. From the 574 also, I think the most impressive thing is that Trey Lance looks significantly better than he did last week. Seems he's getting much more comfortable with the system. And that's what made him uh, so deadly there. But just to circle back around to Zuchi Main's uh, uh, comments there, and you want to talk about stolen bases, look, I'm not just judging from this weekend, because I've been watching this dude since he got traded over to the A's at the deadline, but, oh, from the 574, I was talking about Kyle Shanahan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry! What, this one? No, I'm not making that announcement. Let's try it all. (laughs) Whenever I feel like it. (laughs) Not tonight. tonight. (laughs) Okay, 574, I like you again. But one thing that I've kind of come to terms with here and come to the conclusion of after that Asian Giants series and seeing him since he got traded to them, but the impact that Starling Marte has on the game, I mean... If you want to talk about, you know, those those untouchable players, the ones that you don't want to trade, the ones that you don't want to give up, we always talk about Chapman, Olsen, and Loriano. Starling Marte is right there, man. He was killing the Giants all series long. And I wish I had more time to talk about it, because I will tomorrow when I'm back on the pregame show from 5 to 6. But thanks so much for joining me, everyone. Joe Shasky, the Butcher Boy, and Bonte Hill are coming up next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.